As sensitives, we find ourselves in a world encouraging us to tune out when our greatest power is to tune in. This leads us to miss the magic and wisdom inherently within and all around us. This is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature and belong to the animate earth. I'm your host, Marcy Moberg, an intuitive soul guide, shadow worker, and plant spirit teacher. On this podcast, you'll find deep conversations, practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning intuitive questions. Equal parts spiritual and human, my work is trauma-informed and always practical. I'm so glad that your intuition led you here. Welcome. By the way, this is a Patreon-supported podcast. You can join starting at $10 a month. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg. Hey there, welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, Intuitive Soul Guide, Marcy Moberg, and I'm really grateful that you're here with me today. This week's episode is another sneak peek inside my Plant Spirit Patreon, which is a platform that I'm focused on growing right now. If you missed episode 79, I also encourage you, once you're done with this one, to go back and listen to episode 79 because that is also a bonus podcast episode and an example of um, what it's like to receive the first um, monthly podcast episode that's a bonus of my Patreon each month. So if you're unfamiliar with Patreon... It's a subscriber platform that supports podcasters and other creatives. And folks who join receive access to exclusive bonuses and goodies that are not available anywhere else. And so I created a Patreon earlier this year to really support this podcast and to share some plant spirit teachings, but really to be able to share them in a much more in a deeper way, in a public way. A lot of the plant spirit teachings um, that I have shared up until this point, a good chunk of them have been primarily exclusively in one-on-one mentoring uh, containers. And so I decided to create this Patreon to be able to provide a little bit wider access for folks to dive into the plant spirit world with me. And mainly... (laughs) This wasn't really on my radar. I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but this came and was born because basically the plans asked me to. Um, I had a series of uh, downloads and dreams and messages, and so I created this, um, honoring those beautiful consciousnesses that work with me in my life. So each month in my Patreon, I shared two bonus podcast episodes. And they generally follow the theme of the first one is focused on plant spirit teachings. So episode 79 that just came out before this one is a great example of that. And then the second episode dives into a single plant spirit in depth. And that is exactly what today's episode is. So I also share, um, in addition to those two bonus podcast episodes, I share a plant spirit practice each month. And those really kind of take the, the what that I talk about in a bonus podcast episode into the how. So it's like a little, a mini how-to to start to actually apply some of the concepts into your own life in an accessible way. 
And then I also offer monthly live classes where we dive so much deeper into the topic of the month and so much deeper into the how. So that's where, you know, like the, the practice of the month is like a little mini slice of the how-to. And then the class is where we go like much, much deeper. And we are often doing plant spirit practices live in session together. Um, so then you can keep playing with them after class too. So since starting my Patreon, we've, we've explored working with plant spirits in dream work. We've explored plant spirit attunement. And now for the next two months in July and August, we are diving into plant spirit communication. Um, and if you've been curious about the Patreon, or if this is your first time that you're hearing about it, today's episode is an opportunity for you to really get a taste of what it's like. And my hope is that if you really enjoy this week's episode, that you'll join. And if you join at the Explorer level for $47 a month or above, you can join our next live class on plant spirit communication, where I will teach you how to journey with plant spirits to receive their messages. So it's happening next Wednesday, July 13th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, and P.S., if you are listening to this after the live class has already happened during the month of July, no worries. You can uh, still watch it. You're in luck. All patrons who join this month who are at the $47 uh, or above level will receive access to the recording. So you can still join along asynchronistically and join the conversation in uh, the Discord, which is a discussion space that we have too. So today's episode is a bonus podcast episode all about the plant spirit yarrow, which is a favorite ally of mine and a plant that is starting to bloom in the mountains where I live. I have some I have a, a local variety growing in my garden this year, and wow, I mean, just stunning, really, really beautiful patch of yarrow developing, and just very, very tall plants, so fragrant. And you know, yarrow is not just beloved to me, yarrow is beloved, you know, a beloved plant spirit in a lot of different sectors, whether it's herbalism um, or the magical community, ritual community, botanists, who you name, <clears throat> you name it, anyone related to like plants at all. <laughs> Love yarrow. Yarrow is a favorite. And for good reason, because yarrow is a beloved plant spirit that is, has beautiful gifts related to powerful protection, boundaries, and dream work, second sight, divination. So a really, really powerful teacher. And in this episode, you will hear me explore some of those gifts, and you'll hear me talk about what are the medicinal uses of yarrow, and <clears throat> most of all, what do those medicinal uses of yarrow teach us about the plant's personality? That's where I'm personally coming from. A lot of, for example, a lot of the way that herbalists, many traditional herbalists will approach uh, a plant, for example, like yarrow and their medicinal uses might be from more of a allopathic traditional medical model, which is beautiful and has its purpose and its, its uh, need, <clears throat> right? But for me, where I'm coming from, um, more oriented towards the plant's spirit, I see medicinal uses as a clue to me around the plant's personality and sometimes as a clue 
to the plants, deeper spiritual gifts, deeper um, magical affinities, um, deeper wisdom. I see them really, in other words, as just like a gateway, just a doorway, not the ends of the means. Um, So I like to talk about the medicinal uses as a way that we can learn about the plant's personality. So I do talk about that with Yarrow. We also talk about Yarrow's affinity for psychic protection, highly sensitive people and empaths. And we talk about, you know, why? Why is this plant spirit considered uh, such an ally for folks who are very sensitive and deeply empathic? We also, you'll also hear me talk about the folklore around Yarrow's abilities to support intentions like protection, opening the second sight, divination, dreams that are all based in um, older historical uses of how this plant was was worked with in um, in Europe and also sometimes in the Americas. And then also why I believe Yarrow is an essential ally for anyone with a history of trauma. I This is like one of my go-to plant spirits for folks who have a history of trauma and have experienced trauma. So if you love this episode, I really encourage you to check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg, M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B-E-R-G to join and uh, to hear this month's bonus podcast episode, which is releasing soon, all about plant spirit communication and how to work with the different clairs. Clairs being, uh, we often think about clairs as clairvoyance, but we actually have um, <clears throat> different sense gateways that have not just an outer form, but an inner form. And those inner form sense gateways can actually inform plant spirit communication are an essential part of that. Um, so I dive into that. I will be diving into that in this, this month's uh, bonus podcast episode and how that supports uh, communication with the green world. As well as so, 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 so much more. This month, we're going to be uh, exploring the plant spirit elderberry, which is a, another beloved ally of mine. So we'll be talking about elderberry. I will also have a um, meditation practice suggestion for a plant spirit meditation. Lots of great goodies. So like I said, if you're interested, check it out at patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg. And make sure you stick around all the way to the end of the episode where I will hop back on and share a couple more reflections. talking today about a beloved plant spirit ally. <clears throat> One of the first ones that I uh, connected with and built a relationship with and that I find that a lot of people have that experience with. It tends to be kind of like a, we could say an entry plant and that's yarrow. Um, yarrow is a there, there are native varieties to the United States um, that are almost undistinguishable by botanists with the variety <clears throat> that's popularly known in Europe. Um, and in this, 
you know, kind of episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, who this plant is, some of the medicinal uses, the nicknames, energetic uses, plant lore, magical uses, um, my personal sense of yarrow. And really, this is all to just give you a taste of this plant spirit. But all that being said, my recommendation when you're working with plant spirits is to rely first and foremost on what you notice in your direct experience and then notice what you um, can compare that with, with, you know, kind of the plethora of information that can be out there. I think that's important because, uh, you know, let's say, for example, you start to work with yarrow and you find that your experience of yarrow, you know, you're going to have your own unique experience with yarrow if you start to work with yarrow as a plant spirit. And I find that each plant spirit, when we work with them, like they're going to evoke in us personally what we need to see, what we need to heal, what we need to integrate, what we need to bring into consciousness. It really is a a deep personal working that, you know, as we work with this plant spirit, it, it kind of like reveals different aspects of our soul or different aspects of protective parts of ourselves that are keeping us from our soul. So, you know, there is like this kind of meta sense of a personality of a, of a plant spirit. But then there's also the personal experience of it. And the personal experience of it is really important because that's your direct contact with that plant spirit and how that plant spirit specifically wants to work with you. And I'll say more about that like in the months ahead, but I just kind of want to place mark that now because I do find that if you if you tend to be kind of a a analytical person, you might end up going down the rabbit hole of reading all the things instead of focusing on experience. And I recommend that you you spend a heavy dose of your time on experience over reading, first and foremost. Um, yeah, because I mean, traditionally, uh, cultures that are more earth-centric and peoples that are uh, indigenous to the place where they are, a lot of the way that they understand uh, plant medicinal uses, the way that they work, um, their relationship with the plants is from the plants teaching them directly themselves. And that's really for me what this Patreon is all about. It's about allowing the plants to guide us, to lead us, to be the teachers, and for us to be open vessels for that. So all that's just a disclaimer to say, um, I hope that this episode serves as inspiration and not as doctrine. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. And that that's something that should carry forward. Uh, and that being said, I do think it's fun to learn about different plants and their personalities and kind of again, to have this be like inspiration. So I invite you to to have this stir, not your mind, but to stir your heart, to stir something deep inside of you um, as Yarrow, as an example of the kind of relationship we can develop with plant spirits. So Yarrow is a really beloved plant for many herbalists and plant lovers. Uh, This plant has a long history of medicinal 
and magical use. And uh, as I mentioned, one of the first plants that I really formed a deep bond with and a plant spirit today that I consider a teacher, a guide, ally. And I believe we've moved into a certain amount of intimacy in our uh, relationship where they, you know, Yarrow feels like a friend. So I could write and, you know, speak about Yarrow for what feels like eons, to be honest. Um, I've just included a taste of plant lore and magical, energetic, and medicinal uses in this episode. It's not meant to be exhaustive nor comprehensive, just a dash of inspiration for you. Um, and and an opportunity to paint a picture of the character of the spirit of Yarrow based on how people have interacted with Yarrow, uh, over the centuries. Again, note, this is not exhaustive. This is a sprinkling of what that's looked like. And uh, these histories of interactions and experimental findings can give us a sense of Yarrow's personality and preferences. So let's start with uh, medicinal uses in Europe and the native peoples of the United States. Uh, That are the two primary places where a lot of the medicinal information comes from. And Yarrow is probably best known for the, for the plant's uh, wound healing properties and an affinity for blood regulation. Uh, when I was in ARP school, uh, we learned that, you know, if you find the plant growing and you cut yourself, that you can make a poultice, like you can take the leaves, <clears throat> uh, put them in your mouth, lightly chew them up, and then apply them to the wound that it will stop uh, bleeding. So it has this topical application with the leaves that can stop bleeding and hemorrhaging of wounds. And my first dream that I actually had with Yarrow uh, included this application. You can hear about that in episode 72 of the podcast, the public episode. Um, And that's, again, this is a really nice example where I didn't know about the medicinal properties of yarrow when I had this dream. I instead had this dream where I I sensed that yarrow was teaching me about how the plant worked. But the beauty of being open to that and having myself build that relationship before I had too much information um, was that then later when I was in herb school years later and learned that yarrow was uh, a wound healer, I was like, oh, of course. (laughs) That's exactly what happened in my dream. But the other thing is that what I took away from how Yarrow showed themselves in my dream is that Yarrow taught me that Yarrow literally stops the bleeding and helps wound healing on a psychic realm, on an energetic realm, in our auric field. And so that is what inspired uh, the guided meditation with Yarrow that I'm offering to the Patreon uh, this month as well. So, yeah. So again, just another case for like really lean heavily into direct experience. Um, Not as the end all be all. I do think information can deepen our direct experience, but it's nice to just like give a heavy dose of direct experience and then start to infuse some information if you feel called and then keep going back to direct experience and then weaving it all together to give you a clear sense of how that plant is specifically working for you and in your life. So Yarrow is also amazing, uh, is also known for their amazing ability to regulate menstrual cramping and bleeding. Um, they This plant can either bring on menses when it's stagnant, so really great for um, 
endometriosis, and uh, regulating blood flow when blood when periods are very heavy. So it has this balancing quality to it when working with the fluids of the body, particularly the blood. And a famous uh, fever remedy is is yarrow because yarrow is a diaphoretic, which opens the pores and and lets heat in the body move up and out. And it has these similar anti-inflammatory properties as chamomile. So it's this amazing fever remedy. It's something that a lot of herbalists will have in their cabinets or um, people who like to use uh, home remedies. You can keep it in your cabinet and then use a small amount if you have a fever to help uh, the body's process along with that. And... uh, and then it's considered an, an herbal food. So uh, in, in Germany, yarrow is sometimes included in spring salads and considered an edible herbal green. Uh, has just such a beautiful smell to it um, if you've ever seen it or if you ever get a chance to, to smell it when you, when you uh, find the leaves and, and if you uh, break them, you can have this just amazing, beautiful herbal smell. Um, so... The plant has lots of different nicknames. This list is not all of them, but again, I share them because I think it gives, again, some illustration on a different level to the character and personality and the spirit of this plant, right? I mean, think about how how nicknames work with us as humans. Uh, We are sometimes given names affectionately by people who care for us that sometimes represents a... Uh, an aspect of ourselves that only those really close to us might know, right? Sometimes that's the case. So, so the nicknames uh, in Europe is uh, Eyebrow of Venus is one that uh, was offered up. And Feather of the Land is an Aztec and Navajo nickname for this plant. Medicine of the Wounded is a translation of the Teton Dakota name. Squirrel Tail is a translation of the Anishinaabe, an Ojibwe name. And then Tale of the Werewolf is a nickname that occult teacher Harold Roth gives this plant. So, you know, again, some interesting dynamics there. There's mention of Venus. There's mention of the wounded, medicine for the wounded. There's connections with feathers. uh, And then tales, tales of squirrels and werewolves. So... You know, again, letting those things kind of stir inside of you. Let's talk about the energetic aspects of of yarrow, which I'll come back to, but I want to kind of talk about like, you know, what do sources say? And then I'll talk about a little bit of my personal perspective on yarrows from an energetic side. So the Flower Essence Society is uh, an amazing resource that has collected like through lots of, you know, experimentation um, an understanding and deep study of each plant, uh, what the flower essence of a plant is most affinity for. I adore flower essences. You can't see right now myself, but let's see. I'm going to count live with you now. I have one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven bottles of flower essences on my desk right now. <laughs> And another, I have no idea how many on my altar. Um, and then more on a shelf. And then more in my, <laughs> my bedroom. Uh, 
more by my bed. Like I, I adore flower essences. Um, I adore flower essence medicine for people who are highly sensitive. I adore flower essence medicine for working with plant spirits. So um, I'll be, again, sharing more about that. I'm going to be talking uh, this month and next month about how to work with flower essences for dream work specifically. Um, <clears throat> so that's a little bit of background of that. And if you're not familiar with flower essences, flower essences is uh, a process that was developed by, uh, I can't remember his first name. Anyways, Bach from France. He was a physician. Um, who realized, like, got this, realized that his patients were kind of not, none of the treatments he was giving them were impacting their um, emotional needs. And he recognized that they still had these leftover emotional needs. So he got this inspiration um, to start experimenting with uh, flowers that were around the hospital where he was working. And he developed this method of creating flower essences. Uh, which is capturing the vibrational medicine of the plant. And as he used them in the hospital, he noticed that he was able to positively impact the emotional symptoms of his patients and that improved their healing rates and abilities. So that's a little mini history on flower essences. And um, I think when I first, you know, I tend to be a skeptic in general. And when I first learned about flower essences, I was like, well, Okay, maybe. Um, and my first trauma therapist is one of the people that actually recommended a flower essence for me in my healing process. And I was like, well, it can't hurt. I mean, I, I had done work with homeopathic medicine at that point. I thought like, well, maybe, you know, something similar. And I was really, really, really surprised by how much in a positive way working with that first flower essence impacted me. So uh, since then, I have had a bazillion <laughs> in my house, I feel like, in my life. And uh, and I have a long-term plan of um, making them myself because they've become such a big part of my personal medicine. So that's a little tangent about flower essences. When we're talking about yarrow, um, yarrow flowers are used according to the Flower Essence Society for Psychic Protection. And for people who are what they say is delicate and uh, susceptible to their environment, I would say that means sensitives, empaths, highly intuitive people. Those of us who have our uh, senses more open, our psychic field is more open, maybe a little bit more porous, and therefore we feel a lot more um, then, you know, 80%, 75% of the population. Mm. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, but I do, I do agree with this assessment and I, there is actually some lore to back this up. So we're going to talk about that too. And then herbalist Matthew Wood talks about from an energetic perspective that yarrow is really great as a remedy for tendency towards accidents. So he talks about how a lot of women um, in PMS, premenstrual time, will sometimes be more prone to accidents, clumsiness. I can certainly say that's the case for me. Like I, I notice a shift 
in my motor skills, um, either leading up to my cycle, like the first, like the couple, you know, maybe one to three days, sometimes up to four days before my cycle, I might notice a shift in that way. But I also notice it for myself if I'm feeling really tired, but it can also, or, or sick, and then it can also come up with a uh, a lack of grounding, which we talked about in last month's uh, live class. So, you know, he talks about how yarrow can be a great remedy for a tendency towards accidents. And I, my assessment of that is that that is because yarrow has this ability to really, really fortify um, your, your field, really, really able to fortify your org field. So let's talk about the plant lore and the magical uses. So again, remember I mentioned that this idea of psychic protection is actually backed in some of the lore. And this lore that I'm going to be sharing with you, a good chunk of the lore comes from um, Europe. And let's see here. Do I have any? Yeah, a good chunk of the lore that I'm going to be sharing with you comes primarily from um, Europe, since that's generally what I was able to find in different sources. So the protection, uh, the lore talks a lot about protection and that plants in general that bloomed in their full power around midsummer in Europe, they were considered protection plants. So for example, uh, St. John's wort, which might be a plant at some point, that, a plant spirit that we might work with, uh, blooms, it's like peak bloom is around the summer solstice. And, um, you know, so uh, there are a lot of plants that lead up to the midsummer time that bloom around that time that then have this affinity with protection. So St. John's wort is one of them. And so yarrow is also one of those. Yarrow is one of those uh, flowers that considered to be in full bloom around midsummer. And uh, it was a point where the sun was at the highest point of the sky and the sun was transmitting the greatest amount of light. And the understanding was that that light was transferred to the plants and therefore those plants on a psychic realm held more light and therefore more protection. Now, in the months ahead, uh, we'll be talking more about different protection plants. And I have some, so I, there's that I think is true. I also think there's something to be said for plants that have a very strong underworld affinity, um, and how those can have a unique protection for us. So I would say that my understanding personally is that the plants that can be with the greatest amount of sun and light and the plants that can be with the greatest amount of underworld and dark are the ones that can have the greatest potency of protection and magic. That's my personal perspective. So Yarrow's one of those affinity with the light. Um, so this is a quote from Sharon Pace McLeod uh, from a book called Celtic Myth and Religion. And she says, in one healing charm for gathering yarrow, the healer says the plant is being gathered. So their hand will be more brave. Their foot will be more swift and their speech like the beams of the sun. And uh, again, there's like this long history, uh, which again has a connection to the next piece, which I want to talk about, which is this affinity with yarrow 
and the wounded warrior Chiron and for treating wounded soldiers. And so there's this long also history of Yarrow being connected to protection, Yarrow being connected to warriors um, in Greek mythology, Yarrow being connected to uh, warriors like treating wounded soldiers because of the blood uh, and hemorrhaging uh, abilities for the plant to stop bleeding. And then Yarrow being connected, therefore, from as a, as a like extrapolating further from that, from this idea of, of being affinity, a strong affinity with courage and bravery because it fortifies and protects. There's also in the British Isles this connection with love, magic, and charms. And it has, uh, Yarrow has this association with matters of love in general, including, um, was included in a lot of bridal bouquets and often used in love charms throughout the British Isles. Um, if you ever look, in, especially in Europe, if you ever look into plant lore and, uh, and magical uses, you'll realize that like so many plants were used for love magic. And I just think it's just a symbol of where people's focus were, was at that time because there was just so much riding on being able to be partnered. And there was like economic you know, it's kind of like marriage was really like a business deal. And so there was so much writing on it. So I think because I was so, there's so much writing on your life success that then a lot of magic was centered around that. There's also this uh, connection between divination, second sight and crossing the veils. So um, Yarrow was often used in divination spells in parts of Europe. And, and then we see this connection in the Chinese I Chi I Ching system, which is actually an ancient divinatory system. And uh, in this system, traditionally, practitioners would use flowerless stalks of yarrow and then would go through this process of tuning in. And then the way that the stalks would fall, they would read that to then foretell, like, what are the energies coming in the future? What are the energies present? What are the energies coming in the future? So yarrow was actually like the tool that was used in this divinatory system and putting the leaves of yarrow over the eyes, uh, was considered a way that you could bestow second sight, second sight, meaning like opening your third eye, being able to open your inner sight. And so there was a practice of putting yarrow over the eyes. Um, and then there's also this recognition that her occult teacher Harold Roth talks about where, um, how the plant grows gives us some interesting insight because it's considered polymorphic, which means that the plant can take on many forms in one single species. Um, I have seen that. I actually have, what what do I have? I have three different yarrow plants. So yarrow, by the way, was the first plant that I was gifted, um, which I feel like is really, like yarrow I feel like is the one that started the whole plant path for me, like officially. <clears throat> and uh, and then started like my connection with working directly with medicines because I was gifted a yarrow plant like through all these synchronicities, and then so I was gifted a yarrow plant and then I bought another yarrow plant and if you looked at the two plants you would be like, I mean they're the same but they're not the same which is interesting, and then I was gifted another yarrow plant when I moved here to the mountains so I have three yarrow plants and. They look similar, but very different, <laughs> which is really interesting because you don't, you don't really usually see that, um, within a single species. It's kind of interesting. And so, 
uh, Harold Roth kind of reflects on that as this representation of shape-shifting and, uh, and the magical ability to shape-shift into like non-human realities that magically this plant could help people with that. And it's this connection with the, the werewolf tale. We go back to that again. That werewolf actually in, in old Europe originally meant someone who knew how to change physical form, not someone who changed into a wolf. And when we're talking about changing physical form, we're talking about on the psychic plane. Um, so there's this understanding that, you know, and I think, I think it's not too far of a leap given the sense that Yara was connected to second sight. It has this long connection with divination. Um, and then it has this like ability to, to shape shift in a single species is really interesting. So now let's talk about dreams, which is a big focus this month. And part of why the first practice I suggested was making a Yarrow dream pillow And that is that, you know, a lot of the lore with Yarrow uh, is around receiving dreams and dream divination. And dream divinations meaning messages about the future. We might say kind of like prophecy of like foretelling of what is to come or what is starting to unfold. And there are charms to work with Yarrow uh, to call on the dead for insights and dreams. So there is also this interesting affinity with the dead. And uh, quite a few specific charms where practitioners uh, in folk folks, folk people, <laughs> folk folks, you know what I mean, folk people in, um, in Europe would, uh, you know, work with Yarrow to call on help from the dead through their dreams. So the dead would bring the insight, the divination the messages through dreams via Yarrow. Um, and so this practice of making a dream pillow actually comes from Ireland. And in, in that practice, you would make a dream pillow with Yarrow and it would be sewn in flannel cloth. Now you don't have to do sew it in flannel cloth. Uh, my recommendation is just you put it in something. <laughs> it could be a muslin, um, a muslin, you know, sachet. It could be... Um, uh, a clean sock, like whatever that looks like. Um, yeah, whatever that looks like some, some way that you take the dried yarrow and you put it into a little, uh, a little tiny pillow, and then you put it underneath your pillow. Um, I have the instructions in the, um, in the dream pillow practice, but it's, uh, this is where that practice comes from from this lore in Ireland. And in the British Isles, you placed Yarrow under your bed before sleep for dream divination. So we have a couple examples between the charms for calling on the dead for insights and dreams, uh, between the dream pillow from Ireland and then this placing Yarrow underneath your bed. They're all connected to dreams and dream divination. So, you know, I would say the strongest places where we see um, connections to yarrow is protection and dreams. So in a sense, you know, my personal sense of yarrow is that yarrow is amazing at patching up a porous aura. And this porous nature can be from trauma, unresolved issues with boundaries, uh, which could be a source, like a, a result of trauma, by the way, but also could be just like lingering, just boundary issues, 
chronic stress, over-orientation towards others at the expense of self, which is a boundary issue as well. It's kind of a more subtle boundary where you're kind of constantly attuned to everyone else and not yourself. And uh, when that becomes chronic and consistent, then that can lead to codependency. And another piece that can play into this is a natural inclination towards being empathetically and energetically open and intuitive all the time. So I love to call on Yarrow to support psychic boundary repair and fortification, general psychic protection, and for dream divination guidance. Um, Those are all the ways that I have personally worked with Yarrow, probably the most. I mean, I've worked with Yarrow in other ways too, like uh, I've worked with Yarrow to regulate my menses and things like that. But if we're talking kind of like on a psychic, energetic, magic level... And um, over the years, I've noticed that some plant spirits kind of serve as a bridge keepers, we might say, um, and they tend the connection between the human and the plant spirit world. And these bridge keepers seem to call humans more than other plants spirits to connect with the other than human world. Uh, And yarrow is one of those plants. So I think it's no accident that a lot of people have a connection with yarrow. And that's because I kind of think of yarrow as a bridge keeper. There's this connection with Yarrow and the dead. There's this connection with Yarrow and the dream world. Uh, there's this connection with Yarrow and the boundary of our bodies and being able to heal wounds. It, I, I really see Yarrow as this bridge, as this kind of like the one that stands between spaces at times. And there's other plants that do that too, but Yarrow is one of them that specifically, I think, stands between the humans and the other than human world and helps to make that connection a lot. And um, it's a plant that I've seen many clients, colleagues, and friends name as the first spirit that called them into a deeper relationship with the green world. So now that you know a bit about the spirit of Yarrow, this month's suggested practice is to work with a dream pillow. And, you know, the practice is just kept simple on purpose at first. You can build layers on it, but we always want to start with like the basics. I find that working with plant spirits is in a titrated or incremental way where we slowly build bit by bit brings awareness to the subtle and obvious impacts of each practice and the subtle and obvious ways that plant spirits are working with us, are changing us. Um, and strengthens our attunement with the plant spirits work. So If you're looking to build on what we do with this dream pillow practice, then make sure to join the Explorer tier or above to attend this month's live class where I'm going to explore dream divination and share several practices to deepen your plant spirit dream work. Um, You know, the dream pillow practice is like just the baby step. (laughs) There's so much more that can be built from there, but it is the place to start. So that's my, that's my recommendation. Um, I'm excited to hear kind of what comes up for you as you play with Yarrow. And, um, you know, please share your reflections, comments, experiences, and questions in the Discord. Whether Yarrow is a plant spirit that's new to you or old to you, I have a question for you now after having listened to this Patreon bonus podcast episode. How do you feel right now in your body after listening to me share some of the wisdom of Yarrow? Do you feel inspired? 
Do you feel curious, awestruck? Were there some aspects that felt affirming for you? Were there some aspects that felt completely brand new? I, I'm just inviting you to kind of just pay attention and notice right now in this moment. And my hope is that this episode might inspire you to never look at plants or fungi or trees quite the same. Um, you know, and to really get curious about the deeper gifts and wisdom each plant carries within them because it's vast. You know, that's like, <laughs> it's like there's what we know, like what I share in, the, in, in any of the plant spirit episodes. It's like, there's like what we know. There's what we can come to know through our direct experience. And then there's just so much more that's still even there about each plant. Because each plant, each fungi, each tree, like their consciousness is vast. The wisdom they carry is immense. And so my my hope with this work, whether I'm sharing bits of that in this public space of my podcast, or I'm sharing it in more private spaces like my Patreon, my hope is that we will start to relate to the green world, to the fungi, to the trees, in the way that I believe they deserve to be related to. And understood as teachers, understood as elders, understood as ancient consciousnesses that want to relate to us, that want to communicate to us. You know, this is not just theoretical, right? If we look at the history of life on earth, humans as a species are very young. We are young. We are the young ones here. We are the kids on the block in a sense. So I think it's important that we kind of, um, some of what can happen, I think of rebalancing life on earth, rebalancing our personal psyches, our collective psyches, is taking our proper seat. And some of taking our proper seat is sitting at the feet of these ancient teachers from the green world. And so my hope is that you will start to get curious about these deeper stories, these deeper understandings, these deeper experiences with plants, that a budding desire will start to emerge in you to sit with these teachers of the green world. And if you feel excited about diving deeper into the world of plants with guidance from someone who has, you know, expertise in this area and with community, then I encourage you to join my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg. And you can explore plant spirit communication with us um, for the month of July through our bonuses, the bonus podcast episodes that are emerging and coming out practice of the month, and uh, this month's live class. And during this month's live class, I, which by the way, important to say, all of this is virtual. Um, I assume you know this by now, (laughs) but that's important to say. Some, I, I, I still, even though my work has been primarily virtual for a very, very long time now, I still get notes from folks saying, oh, I, I can't attend. I'm not in DC. No, no. <laughs> my, my clients are all over the world. My students are all over the world. This Patreon is virtual. The live classes are virtual. Um, so that's important to say. 
So during this month's live virtual class, we will dive into plant spirit communication. What is plant spirit communication? Um, how to journey with a plant spirit in support of communication. And then we will pull it all together with some in-class hands-on practices. I always like to kind of teach the what, the how, and then we practice the how together. So again, you can learn more and sign up at patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg. I just want to thank you again for listening today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your presence. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider uh, rating it and giving it a review. That helps other folks uh, to be able to find the podcast in this strange world where algorithms rule and popularity reigns, which I find um, still so strange. And my relationship to that, honestly, like I feel like on a weekly, monthly basis over the last seven, almost eight years of doing this work is constantly changing. Um, but that seems to be the case even more now, algorithms and quote unquote popularity um, those things, how many people can get reviews, um, tend to rule when, whether people see things. And since I tend to take more of an organic approach, what is an organic approach? I think this is important to say and name and know, um, an organic approach is that I really rely on folks to refer people to me. I really rely on people feeling moved by my content to share it. I really feel, uh, I really rely on, you know, past clients to tell other people about my work. I do public things like, you know, interviews on podcasts and things like that. But I'm not the kind of person that, for example, pays people to review my podcast. And that is a practice that does happen a lot in my field. Um, I'm not the kind of person to, um, pay for Facebook ads. I have played with that in the past. I gave it like a, a an experimental run twice, I think, a little bit um, after the pandemic hit, and then um, maybe like one time before that. And it was an interesting experiment, but it's just, at least now where I am, it's not, it's not where I want to go. And it... Um, in many ways confirmed for me that it just didn't feel aligned. So I say all that to say that folks like me, and there are a lot of practitioners like that, there are a lot of podcasters like that, where we really are organic. We don't have money behind the scenes fueling our growth. Um, we don't kind of have like some MLM scheme where, <laughs> you know, there's like 30 other teachers and we're all selling each other's classes. Like, um, that's what happens behind the scenes and how things grow uh, a lot of times in the online space. And um, I think that works for a lot of people and that's great for them. Right now where I am in my business and where I have been is that just, it doesn't feel aligned for me and my values. So if you kind of like the more old school approach, um, you're the kind of person that, for example, where you live loves to support um local businesses, little mom and pop shops, things like that, then maybe you can kind of think of my, my creations as like the little mom and pop shop on your internet corner. 
um, and other folks that are like me. And I would encourage you to put energy into that and, and help us to grow. Because in some ways, we are kind of in a sea where there is a little bit of a larger conglomerates um, where some people put hundreds of thousands of dollars into Facebook ads each year and have tons and tons of people doing affiliate marketing for them, etc. And I don't know. That's just kind of what I want to say about that. It feels important, I guess. And, uh, and it's all layers of experiences and practices that I honestly, I didn't even know existed, um, and was happening until I dove into the, um, the business world myself. So that's what I'll say. If you feel inspired by this podcast, if you want to support organic growth and be a part of that movement, I encourage you to leave a review. I encourage you to share this episode with one person and to do the same for other podcasts that you listen to, for folks that you follow on social media, um, that share nuggets of wisdom, but are maybe not, um, with the biggest followings. I think that's important. It certainly has been the case for me with the folks that have been most influential in my own life. Um, most of my biggest mentors, um, they're not on social media at all. Uh, and they're quite wise and I'm very grateful for them and, and I do my best as I can to, to share about them with other folks when, when it feels aligned. So that's my little encouragement to keep up organic support, support the local mom and pops on the internet. Um, and thank you again for listening and listening to my spontaneous reflections. <laughs> on uh, podcasts and social media and all those things. And if it resonates, then great. You're in the right place and um, our values align. And I hope I get to know you better. And I hope I get to see you in a class sometime in the Patreon or through some one-on-one work. Um, And lastly, if you're not on my podcast, uh, or rather if you're not on my newsletter, That's the best place to be a part of what I call and consider my inner circle. And that's where I share most of my updates and um, all those things. So you can head on over to marcymover.com and join the newsletter there. Thanks again for listening. I'll leave you with my personal mantra, being you takes courage. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me. I hope you loved the episode and it enriches you just as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed this episode, consider becoming a Patreon. You can join starting at $10 a month. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg. Another way to support the podcast is through reviews. I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and share your rating and review, ideally five stars. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at marcymoberg.com. Until next time, remember that being you takes courage. Lots of love.